So we all have voices that we listen to and, you know, people that hopefully are people that love us, that care about us, whose desire is, is only for our good, huh? Those are the voices that we cultivate, hopefully. It's like, uh, when we were little, we would, you know, during the summer, we were not allowed to hang out in the house. We had to go outside, play all day, and we would only come back for lunch uh, or to use the bathroom, and then uh, we would have to be out all afternoon, and we only came home uh, when it was time for dinner. That was it. You know, we'd ride our bikes, we spent the whole summer down at Potawatomi, you know, at, uh, our pool pass, that was it. But when it was time to come home, you know, because we didn't have cell phones or uh, anything like that, um, we uh, just we wait for somebody to come get us or, or call us, or we just look for the time. But Dr. Newley uh, had a chiropractor office at the end of our street on 14th Street, so we would gather there. And that's where we'd play all day, uh, big field, and, uh, and then occasionally, uh, you know, the, you'd hear a voice from down the street calling dinner. And the kids, we would all know who saw, that was, that was my mom or that was your mom. And, and you'd, you'd go, you'd run. Because then if you didn't run, you didn't get there quick, you'd hear it again, but maybe a little bit more forceful and you know, something like that. But it was a voice, I, don't, I, know, I know that voice. That voice loves me, feeds me, takes care of me, disciplines me, challenges me, clothes me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going. That's, that's my voice that I follow. You know, but think about the voices that we listen to today. All right? Get your, do you all have cell phones and do you watch social media? Do you watch 24-hour cable news? Do you, do you have a tablet where you watch YouTube, Netflix? Prime, Apple, uh, politicians, yeah. got a lot of voices, and we listen to them, don't we? We, we allow them to uh, educate us, we allow these voices even into the privacy of our own homes and to uh, teach and form our children uh, without supervision. Be like walking down the street and some stranger walks by and says, hey, come in the house and teach my kids something. Let me read you something here. This is uh, from a book, gosh, it's back in the 90s uh, by Mary Beth Benici. Uh, 90, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, whatever it was. It was in the 90s. But it was, uh, Call it. We're on a mission from God, and it's, it's a uh, it's a series of his World Youth Day addresses. John Paul, uh, the, the best, huh? John Paul the Great. He's amazing. My favorite. Um, uh, he said, and he so it was the largest single gathering of humanity in the history of the world. Six million people in Manila, in the Philippines, in 1995. That's, that was one of the world we've Six million teenagers together. Praying. You know, 
not running down Michigan Avenue and breaking windows, right? It's, uh... And they came to hear him because he's a voice. They, 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 they trusted him. This is what he said. Listen. False teachers, many belonging to an intellectual elite in the worlds of science, culture, and media, present an anti-gospel. When you ask them, what must I do? Their only certainty is that there is no definite truth, no sure path. They want you to be like them, doubtful and cynical. And consciously or not, they advocate an approach to life that has led millions of young people into a sad loneliness in which they are deprived of reasons for hope and incapable of real love. That was in 1995. That's like prophecy, isn't it? So when, when we ask Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, uh, when we ask what we watch on TV and what we listen to in our music, when we ask the people that sometimes even teach us in school, when we ask our government officials, what do I do to be happy? What is their answer? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. There's no truth, there's no path. Just make it up as you go. Brothers and sisters, no. The truth will set you free. And Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. There is a way. There is a path. It's the shepherd. It's the shepherd. And here's the thing. The church has this thing called subsidiarity. And subsidiarity is this. That what needs to be done must be done at the lowest level possible. In other words, go feed them yourselves. You teach your kids. Not some disembodied uh, bureaucrat in Washington. You do it. You feed your family. You decide what your kids get to watch and listen to. And what apps are on their phone. You decide that. Why does the church teach that what needs to be done needs to be done at the lowest level? Because at the lowest level, there's a relationship. At the lowest level, they know your name. At the lowest level, somebody loves you. At the lowest level, somebody knows what the need is and knows how to respond to that need because it's right there in front of them. Subsidiarity says, we don't wait for somebody in Washington to take care of our problems, we take care of them here in St. Charles by the people who live here because we know everybody, we know their names, and we know what the problems are. Now, when it can't be done locally at the low level, then it moves up. But if you put that in, in, in terms of the bigger question, what do, I knew, do, what do I need to do to be happy? Who knows the answer to that question? 
Does TikTok know that answer for your kids? Does Snapchat know the answer of the truth for your children? Will they answer the way Jesus would? Or do you know better? Because you know your kids and you know their name. It's about a relationship. And the primary relationship of our life is is Jesus, who knows you intimately more than anyone else, knows what you need, and knows how to give it to you. He knows not only what you need, he also knows who you are. He knows your problems. He knows your life. He knows your name. It's subsidiarity at its truest essence. There is a voice in this world that we need to listen to. Because listening to the voices that don't know us and don't care about us have gotten us into a heap of trouble. There's isolation. There's violence. There's separation. There's anger. There's recrimination. There's division. Jesus came so that all might be one. Right? One. Peace. I give you. My peace, I leave you. I'm giving it to you so you can experience my love and experiencing my love. Now, you can go out to those people that I have put into your life and you can love them and teach them that there is a way and a truth and a life and that there is a sure way to happiness in this world. We don't need to be cynical. We can be hopeful. There's never been a greater time to be a Christian and a Catholic than there is now because the world has never needed us as much as it's needed us now. Needed the message that there is a way to walk and a path to follow. There is the Good Shepherd who knows us by name. If you had been the only sinner in Palestine the day of the crucifixion, the only one, everybody else was a pure saint, no sin, and you were the only one who was a sinner, guess what? He still would have climbed up on that cross and died for you. That's the path that we can trust. That's the voice we can listen to. That is the one who feeds us, strengthens us, clothes us, challenges us, disciplines us, allows us to go through bad things because he works everything to the good and what doesn't kill us makes us stronger and better and more hopeful because I went through it and he got me through it and he loves me and he knows my name and and the whole time he had my back. And with that message, that hope, we can go out and we can answer that question, what must I do to be happy? Have a relationship with Jesus. And it's not just that. How much do we pray? And I'm not saying you gotta pray 24 hours a day. That's a struggle for me too. That, oh gosh, I've got, I got to do my holy hour. You know, I, oh, I don't want to go pray my bravery. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Why? Because my ego wants to do something else. My ego wants to listen to itself. There's the voice I like to listen to. <laughs> the Trinity, me, myself, and I. That, you know, I don't want to listen to him sometimes. We got to. So how do you do it?
shut up. Be quiet for once and stop talking. There's not a moment of your existence where Jesus isn't talking to you. Every single second of your existence, the Word is speaking to you by your name, knowing everything about you. He's got a message. And we're so drowned out by the competing voices of our culture that don't love us, don't care about us, and don't know who we are. So be quiet. Be still and know that He is God. And then, turn off your cell phone. Shut down the computer. Turn off the TV. Tell your kids to stop playing video games for once. If your kids have a a TV, a phone, uh, and, and, and internet in their room, and you're not supervising that, Remember that guy, that stranger walking down the street? Come on in. My kid's upstairs. Hey, teach him anything you want. I'll be down in the kitchen having my, have my coffee, uh, you know, playing uh, Wordle on my pad. Uh-uh. Do your job. Teach your kids how to pray. Silence those competing voices and make sure they know that the number one voice through you is Christ and through their own personal relationship with Jesus. Be quiet. Turn everything off. Take responsibility for the people in your life uh, that need direction and need encouragement and need discipline and need challenge. And then listen, because he's always talking. Listen to him. And he will fill you, challenge you, discipline you, love you, encourage you, sustain you, heal you and direct you and guide you on your way. Because He is in front of us and we are behind Him and we hear His voice and that is the voice we follow. When you get that going on and you give Him a little bit more time every day, boy, what will you get? This. You will get this from His own mouth that we listen to. I came so that you might have life and have it more abundant. Amen.